0: This is J.C. Sulban, and welcome to Clubhouse Conversation.
1: They come from all corners of the world, and they descend on towns everywhere. Burlington, North Carolina, Idaho Falls, Idaho, Lexington, Kentucky, Wilmington, Delaware, Springdale, Arkansas, Papillion, Nebraska, and Kansas City, Missouri. What do all these men have in common? They work together to win. It's time to talk to another royal on Clubhouse Conversation. Well, last week we brought you Whit Merrifield on Clubhouse Conversation, the guy that I call the most pleasant surprise in the Royals minor league system as far as the offensive players go. And this week it's no doubt in my mind the nicest surprise when it comes to pitching. J.C. Baron, a guy that the Royals acquired back in July of 2012, actually about 30 minutes before the trade deadline, he came over with Donnie Joseph in exchange for Jonathan Broxton from the Reds. At the time he was anywhere from 12 to 14 on most Reds' prospect lists, a guy that we've heard a lot about, but who the last couple of years between Wilmington and Northwest Arkansas hadn't quite lived up to his potential. But he's done that in 2014 thanks to the evolution of his curveball and thanks to him just putting it all together. We're going to find out why. J.C. Soul Baron, very impressive so far as we talked to you here on August 6, 2014, a 3.13 ERA with the Naturals and 20 starts at 112 innings, a teammate of Eric Hosmer's in high school. We'll talk about that and so much more as he joins us on Clubhouse Conversation. J.C., thanks for joining us, and how you doing? Hey,
0: thanks. Thanks for having me. Um, everything's doing good. I'm um, just enjoying the season this year and trying to get some wins for my team.
1: Yeah, you guys are playing great in the second half here, and you've been pitching great uh, the whole season. You guys are currently playing Corpus Christi right now. and then So you literally play the same teams over and over again in the Texas League. So some people would call that an advantage to see the same guys over and over. Some would call it a disadvantage to see the same guys over and over. What do you think about that? Uh,
0: it, it could be an advantage plus a disadvantage. like what happened with me, I think, with tools my last round. i faced facing like seven times already this year. <laughs> So uh, it, it it depends how you prepare yourself for that game because, you know, you've seen those hitters a so lot, well. like a lot of times. They face you a lot of times. So it, it all depends like how you prepare yourself and approach them each game. So it's fun, though, because you, you, can, you can see, like, the hitters and adjust on them and just make it fun and let the ball play.
1: Now – since you you've you know you've moved around from Double A to A ball, how does is this is the scouting a lot more? And obviously, it's easier to scout and no guy since you, you face him so much. But does is, is the, is the, is the, is the scouting get better the higher you get in the minor leagues? Mm, yeah,
0: I think you get more um, scouting stuff on the higher you go, especially like the coaching, like our pitching coach Jim Brower. He, he does he does a like outstanding job of giving us all the information we need to know and. Right. On. The hitters and the team phasing and it's definitely something that will help you and i would say double a yeah you definitely get some better scouting you get some more videos on different teams so it's definitely something that will help and it does get better for you in higher levels think.
1: Okay. well a lot of people in kansas city are really excited about you you're having uh, the best summer of your professional career so far and like we said, even playing against the same teams, even playing against better competition and smaller ballparks in the Texas League, so so Royals fans want to know how in the heck have you turned things around, man, and uh, and what do you attribute you know attribute the turnaround to?
0: yeah, this is definitely one of my best um, seasons I've had in my career. Uh I would just say you know, I've been working hard a lot. I stayed in Arizona these last few years. Just working out with the team. Just talking to my coaches. Listening more. Cause you know they've been there, they know the things. So I've definitely opened up myself to listen, and they helped me a lot, and I've learned a lot from them, especially going from two different organizations. But yeah, this year I'm just trying to have fun with it. Last year, pitch I was a little injured, my you know a little discomfort when I pitch, and a lot more mental, cause I was trying to be perfect with mechanics, and then this year just more have fun and just trust my stuff, trust my my teammates. In the infield, was definitely a catcher too. So it's definitely a fun year and it's working out pretty well for me, I guess.
1: What were your injuries last year?
0: Um, I had a stretch fracture in my elbow, so a lechronin bone. Yikes. I got it in Fall League. I had like one struggle in the 2012 Fall League and they shut me down. Rehab all off season and then I got it in the rehab like the first day of spring training in 2013. And this little been like this, come, like this come, um, every time I throw and it's been I think off season last year I run back to Arizona play catch a little bit and I start feeling better
1: good well you must be strong right now so let's talk about what you throw and everything I saw you a couple starts ago against Springfield and I saw a great breaking ball and I saw a fastball around 91-92 93 or so is that pretty much what you throw I mean basically a breaking ball and a fastball and are those speeds pretty typical for you 91-92-93 yeah I mean
0: I started the year without a, I won't say without a curveball, but working on my curveball. I, had, I was pitching like my first, I think, 10 starts, just fastball change up. Probably mixing like six curveballs a game. And working with Jim Brower, pitching coach, like trying different grip and then just sticking to it and trust Trust him telling me like, you know, that's the one's going to help me out and just keep throwing and practicing and using more in the game. And now my breaking ball is helping me a lot. Ooh. A company with a name like my fastball and change up. And my
1: fastball has been, the deal has been around 88, 94, but I would, I would say consistent 91. Yeah. Well, I saw you shut him down, nine Ks and six innings. And you mentioned Jim Brower. Uh, I talked to Jason Adam recently, and he told me that Jim Brower is the best pitching coach he's ever worked with. So talk about what it's like working with him.
0: man. It's, it's incredible. I mean, he he makes it so easy for you the way he explains stuff, the way he's pictured, like when he tried to teach you something or talking about a situation, you can you can get it better than the way he puts it out for you. So um I'm really glad I'm working with him, you know. So and it's I I guess it's it's a pleasure to work with him. He I've learned a lot from last year and this year and I think that's a great part of my success that I'm having right now. Because of Jim Brower. he's He's definitely helped me
1: a lot. So, well, another guy who we've we've talked to here in Clubhouse conversation as well is uh, Vance Wilson, your manager, obviously the former big league catcher. What's it like? Uh, I'm sure you've probably learned quite a bit about pitching from him too, right? Oh
0: yeah, um, it's funny, because I remember before even the season started, he put me on his office and he's like, "Hey, listen," you know, He just talks about my like, career and numbers and stuff, and he just told me like about open up and listening because. He's a catcher. He's been a major league catcher. You know, he caught a lot of major leaguers. He's been around those pitchers. So, I just listened. And I remember my first couple of outings. I had some stars and then a couple of adjustments. I was, you know, looking, not confused, but had a question on So, I went to him and talked to him. And he just told me about, like, certain counts, certain situations and stuff. So, it's it's definitely good to have a major league catcher and a pitching coach Tim Proud, as Tim does a major league pitcher, to, to work with. And they're helping me a lot
1: this year. Well, now let's go back and talk about some other stuff then. So, I know you've pitched for uh, the Netherlands on their national team in the World Baseball Classic, but you're obviously from Florida. So, what's your relation to uh, the Netherlands?
0: Uh, I'm actually from Curaçao. And I know for so, some uh, I went to high school in Florida and I got drafted out of Florida. So, maybe that's why they might say, think I'm from Florida. But I'm from Curaçao, so it's an island, it's part of the Dutch. Um, Kingdom, so huh. we got a Dutch passport and stuff like that, and that's how I end up playing for them.
1: I had no idea. So you, so how much of your childhood were you in Florida? Then only a few years in Florida.
0: Yeah, I moved to Florida my junior year in high school. Oh, and, okay. Yeah, but, like I was gonna sign as a dra- undrafted, like like daughter kids in the Latin com- countries, when you your sixteen. I had some tryouts, but then my dad told me just. Go to the stage, finish with high school, try to get college or get drafted. So I went I came to the stage with my sister. My sister went to college, went to high school, and I got drafted like that.
1: Great story. Now, how big of an honor has it been for you pitching for your country?
0: Oh, it's it's awesome. I mean, it's so great, especially playing with teammates that from your same country and you can communicate better. It's it's really cool because you just stick together as a team, and you can see like right now. With the natural, and the natural Arkansas, our second half, it's coming along just like that. Like, it's getting, like, a family, everybody communicate. everyone's having fun together. It's really fun to do something like that.
1: Yeah, now the most famous Dutch pitcher, obviously, Bert Blyleven, who I believe he coached you, right, on that team, in the, on the World Baseball Classic?
0: Yeah, he was our pitching coach. He's an awesome guy.
1: Yeah, what's he like? Tell us about him.
0: Um, he's really laid back. I mean, he kind of has his jokes. you would never... Like if you see anything he's uh really serious, like do different doesn't like tough jokes, but he's funny. he's always laughing, telling some jokes and instead of, like telling just baseball stuff and it's really cool to hear all the stories and the knowledge he has to tell those players and stuff so that just need those types of things that he's been around.
1: Did you uh, get really into the World Cup recently here? I'm assuming you probably had quite a bit of pride.
0: Oh, yeah. I had my jersey. I had my teammates, too. I them a few or two for the medalists. It, it was
1: really fun. Yeah, that was, that was a good time. So you also went to high school, like we said, your last couple of years at American Heritage High School in Plantation, Florida, where you were also a teammate of Eric Hosmer. How, are you pretty close to you, to Haas? Do you talk to him much anymore?
0: We, we play in high school together in the offseason. He I mean, has a gym at his house that all of all of us go around there. You work out, a couple of our teammates go, and in, in strength training, we, you know, we see each other pretty much every day because we're right there. And right now, he's in Kansas City. I'm in here you know, Arkansas, and you
1: just keep in touch, take sometimes time stuff like that. Great, that's awesome. So then the Reds ended up taking you, like you said, the goal was to get drafted, or go to college. You got drafted uh, in the thirtieth round of that draft, and you opted to sign with them. Uh, were you committed anywhere for college? Where, where were you going to go? Had you not gotten drafted?
0: I, had, I was committed to University of Florida, so I pretty much had like. I think a week before school started, I had everything set up. And last year, I ended up signing
1: with the Cincinnati Reds. Wow, that's a cool story. Yes. That's a good school, too. So you spent mid, uh, you know, 2009 through mid 2012 with the Red System. You were in Dayton, Pensacola, Bakersfield. Then you got traded with Donnie Joseph for Jonathan Broxton back at the trade deadline in 2012. So take us back to the moment you found out about that trade. Where were you at when you found out? You know, how did you find out? And then what was your initial reaction to being traded?
0: The funny thing is, the day before, July 30th, I remember this, the day before the trade deadline, Hosmer called me. He's like, hey, you um, are going to, the think we might have the trade for you. I was like, call your agent. In fact, I was like, no way. I was like, All right. called my agent, told him. He was like, oh, no, those are rumors. You know, trade deadline, don't worry about it. And I end up telling one well, of my teammates, you know, that the Kansas City might trade for me. So the next day on the way to the, I was we were going to play Smokies, Tennessee, and double-A for the cups. And on the way to the field, and our bus, we have the direct TV going on. They're talking about the trades. And they had a countdown, like I think 30 minutes left. And the teammate I told was saying, oh, Silver and Subi, going to miss you. So everyone's starting to the bus saying, oh, we're going to miss you. Because I told them about the what the hospital, told about the trade. So we get to the field. They come into the office and go, oh, you got traded. <laughs> so right now I'm thinking, oh, they're pulling a prank on me. because you know, I told them. So I think for half an hour, I didn't believe them. The <laughs> pitching coach came in, yeah, he got traded, you know, it was awesome work for you, thank you, blah, blah, blah. So it, it, was, it was a little weird. I thought they were putting a prank on me, but it wasn't. It was for
1: real. <laughs> well, that's a great story. So what <laughs> yeah. what did you know about the Royals? Did you know much about the Royals except for Hosmer, or was that about all you knew before you came over?
0: Uh, I knew they had a lot of... Players, you know, because Hoss and you know, because pretty much I think a lot of USA team players played there. And then when Hoss got traded, I'm um, got drafted. They told me, "We have this guy, we have this guy." And it was cool to, you know, to hear from different organizations while well, I'm playing for a different one. So, I mean, a couple of stuff with that. I knew that they're like really, like professional and you know, big pride of them players, and we try to help everybody. So, I mean, a little bit, but not a lot. But I've learned more now that I'm with the organization and. I can't complain. It's it's really fun to be a role.
1: What do you like best about uh, the Springdale and Fayetteville area?
0: Mm, I can't say. The stadium is nice. I can <laughs> yeah. say that.
1: You're all baseball. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, that's good. Have I you? Mean, yeah. Oh, go, sorry. Go ahead.
0: I mean, there's nothing really to go around to go a lot around here, but pretty much I go to the apartment and I go to the stadium early because I just like being at the field with the, with the teammates. So.
1: That's a good thing. That's a good thing. Have you uh, been able to drive up to KC ever on an off day and, and see a Royals game up here or not?
0: I did last year on an all-star break. End up going to Kansas City and watch, catch up on the game. And it was really fun. It's fun to see a game that big and get like, crowded like that on a, was it, I think on a Monday or something. Like in a, in, during the week to get so much crowd going to the game. That's That's really cool to see.
1: Yeah, well, tell us more about you then. So away from the baseball field, what what do you like besides baseball? What do you do for fun?
0: I mm, can I say? I like to relax and watch movies. Uh, I'm married, so I like to spend time in my life. We watch movies together. We just try to do stuff together. And, uh, drive around, find different places to eat, stuff like that.
1: The last couple of years, then, you've obviously struggled a little bit, but you've obviously rebounded this year as well. You're having a giant year. How were you able to stay so positive, and how were you able to keep the faith during the tough times, and then how supportive have the Royals been the whole way?
0: Uh, it's I think that's something really big for me, especially for this year that's helping me keep playing. Uh, I remember last year, like, struggling. I tried to don't think about it because I'm like, one thing that happened was, like, if I, something do go wrong and don't play anywhere there's a lot of places I can play baseball. It doesn't have to be, you know, getting money, or I can go medalist. Anywhere you can play baseball. and still have fun with the game, so that definitely kept me going to the field, and during you know, BP, I like to shag, just run around, have fun, talk to my teammates, and just watch the game. That kept me balancing, and our pitching coordinator, like, sometimes, like, shoot me some packs, and really kept me motivated, and all those things together and the coaches everybody just keep you motivated and just letting you see that you know you can still do good just keep working hard so i did that and come this year pitching coach and the pitching coordinator talked to me again and just trust your stuff and believe the things you can do and listen to the coaches and everything's gonna end up well
1: well, I wanted to ask you about a couple of your teammates before we let you go. Thanks a lot for your time. Um, of course, you got a you got a great rotation there between Murray and Ferguson and Melville, and then also now you add Christian Benford. What's it like? I mean, you guys all push each other to be better. What have you thought of Christian Benford so far? Uh,
0: he's he's a really cool guy. And Like this year, I think with the coaches, they've been really talking about like like doing your teams and stuff like that. And I remember one time he had to. I think he's a at the to start because he had to get ready for the future games and he'll pitch the first year and i will follow up. And I, when I start, I get to a field a little earlier and he gets a little later. And I just, you know, talk about the routine, you know, how it is. It's like he likes to drive around and just be relaxed. And I like to come early too. Don't rush. But so I just talk to him and see what a routine he has. And he told me, like, he likes to drive around too and, you know, find different restaurants to restaurant to eat and just find different places and explore around and that's really cool to have a teammate that does stuff like that so he's a cool guy and you know you can learn from each other even if he's younger but I still like look up kind of stuff these days look up to him and see the things he do and it does always so it's fun to have teammates like
1: that another guy we hear quite a bit about is Sam Selman Uh, what do you think of him?
0: Uh, he's cool I mean he, he everything he does he makes you laugh I mean it keeps to a clubhouse you know life, you know after you and you know, pick some, some cool songs, little funny songs that you play out there and everybody just keeps happy when he's around.
1: Another guy from an island you don't hear much about is uh Chesler Cuthbert. What's he like?
0: Oh yeah, I and mean, he's another guy he's always smiling. And when he's on the field no matter what happens the air he strike a a home run, he always has a big smile on his face, so It's it's funny. It's fun to see him watch to watch him play.
1: And Hunter Dozier, obviously a guy that you added recently. What have you thought of him?
0: Hard worker for sure. I mean, he's always working. He's a cool guy to have in the clubhouse too. I mean, he kept us going even though he's like what is it? Second year professional. Yep. He's he's really professional the way he handles his business. So teammates like that to have around, it's it's really a pleasure to work with those guys and play with them
1: you got a great team down there. I highly encourage everybody to go down and check them out here in the month of August. But before we let you go, uh, what would you like to say to Royals fans listening right now to you?
0: Mm, just keep going to the games. I mean, you guys make it fun to go play the game, having all those fans out there to watch us play. So thanks for you know loving the game and keeping us motivated to play the ball.
1: Totally. Well, we're excited to follow your progress the rest of the summer. You've been a joy to to follow and see your progress this year. We're real proud of you here in Kansas City. look forward to seeing you you know, move up the ladder to Omaha and hopefully KC in the near future. And thanks so much for your time.
0: Right, thanks you so much for having me. Ian. I appreciate it.
1: Yeah, take care. We'll talk to you soon.